Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! What do you want the commissioner to do? I, I don't quite understand. First off, you out there in the, in the, in the, uh, in, in the oblivion world, you killed the commissioner and you killed the sport for the one-game playoff. Oh, that doesn't work. They don't play one-game knockouts in baseball. It's all about series. You play 162. That's not fair to have somebody knocked out in nine innings. So we got you got off the one game, and, you know, all right, I can make that argument, although the baseball needs a little NCAA feel to it, but you didn't like the one game based on, you know, the uh, pattern of the regular season. So they, the base, the commissioner's office gets off that. They make the first round best of three, uh, which obviously then results in a longer layoff of the top two seats. And so now you don't like that because, number one, all right, best of three, I can understand, but that's not fair for the Braves. That's not fair for the Dodgers. The Dodgers lost to San Diego last year after a long layoff and the Padres had played. You know, the um, uh, everybody's screaming about Atlanta last year. They had a long layoff. They lost to Philadelphia, who had played. So, I mean, that's not fair. I mean, baseball is about rhythm. You give them six days off, what do you expect? Back. They can't hit. They strike out. They do this. They do that. So that doesn't work. So now you mad at him for that. And then you mad at him for the idea that the uh, all the Dodgers and the Braves both, you know, they play a game, they off, play a game, they off. And I understand that. But then they scream and yell that, you know, that kills their rhythm in a postseason too. But you also don't look at the alternative. Do you like two games a day? If you didn't do it that way with the days off for one of those leagues uh, after they play game one, you would have had no baseball yesterday. Instead, you have four games on Saturday. You have two games on Sunday. You have two games on Monday. You have two games on Tuesday. You have four games on Wednesday. You have two games theoretically on Thursday and two games on Friday. So for an eight-day or a nine-day period, you got ball games every single day for about an eight-day period. And baseball, which is starving for attention, finally can capture, you know, maybe people's imagination for a little while and give you some straight baseball and give you double headers for a week. What the hell is the matter with that? Now, if you you didn't give them the extra day off in the NL or the American League, they rotate it. If you didn't give them the extra day off, now they've done it two years in a row for the NL for whatever the reason, but if you don't give them the extra day off, then you can't do that. Then you play four games Tuesday, uh, I'm sorry, four games Saturday, Sunday, everybody's off Monday, and then you do four games Tuesday, four games Wednesday, and everybody He's off Thursday and then four games on Friday and no games next weekend. Now, do you like that? Or do you like the idea that you got four, two, two last night, two today, four tomorrow, theoretically, two Thursday, two Friday, and two Saturday. Now, if you're in baseball and you're trying to, you know, get a little juice going and have ESPN talk about you and have radio shows in America bring it up, well, I would think you'd say, you know what, guys, let's be smart here. All right, it's a little inconvenient. We hear some grief from the Dodgers and the um, and the, and the number one seeds, but the bottom line is, let's give them baseball every day for a week. Let's give them either four games or two games every day, and in this case, it's eight days for a week in this division around why not do that and you know what it makes sense i i, I understand as a negative i i you can't have it po- you can't have it both ways all right and you know the idea that somehow well you know you don't like the idea that they have the monday off after the regular season ends you got to give them one day off in case you got to make up the game so you, you can't just go right into a wild card round to shorten the gap for the one and two seeds uh so you 
could start the wild card round Monday. Well, how about if you got to make up rain games and it affects wild card? I mean, you got to have a day there to make those games up. The Marlins almost had to play the Mets. So this is a perfect example of that. So from that perspective, uh, I, I, don't, I can't kill baseball in that, in that situation. Listen, I don't like all the days off for the Dodgers and Braves either. It takes away the rhythm of it, but I do like the doubleheader. And there's a price you have to pay for two games a day. I mean, I don't know what else to say? And the other thing, there's two other things I want to get to. Then we'll get a break in, then I'll go through the games. Two other things I want to get to. What We're going to sit in mommy's basement now, and we're going to go out there and destroy Costas. Tori's one of them who told me about this because he got the whole thing wrong with Mark Pryor when he went out to visit the mound last night, and he mentioned that the, he was on the late 90s Cubs instead of the 2003 Cubs as a one-two punch with, uh, with, uh, with the other pitcher there. I forget his name. Uh... What's his name? Kerry Wood. So from that standpoint, we're going to sit there now. We're going to kill him because he's four or five years off, really? Costas, who's forgotten more about baseball than you and I both have ever remembered. And now we're going to say he's on live TV. He's on four hours with that game last night, but somehow he's wrong. Well, you know, how does he get that wrong? Oh, he was five years off. He didn't say prior was in the 50s. It was in the late 90s. Ah, come on, please. Got to have more important things to do. That's number one. And number two, this is me, but... I mean, listen, and I understand he's enthusiastic and I get it. He's, a, you know, nuts and bolts. He does a good job with it. But he is a hype machine. That drives me crazy. And, you know, can I have my play-by-play guys not scream into the microphone for a minute and a half on a play that ended the Brave game against the Phillies? And Brian Anderson did nothing but scream at the top of his lungs like a Gus Johnson and Kevin Harlan for about 20 minutes when that game was ended yesterday. I mean, geez, Scully wouldn't have screamed. Joe Buck wouldn't have screamed. Kurt Gowdy wouldn't have screamed. Dick Enberg wouldn't have screamed. All better play-by-play guys than Brian Anderson. And they would not have screamed. I mean, geez, stop screaming. We, we see it. Oh, my God. Top of his lungs. Screaming and screaming. Enough. Please. Enough. Enough. Calm it down. All right, lots to do with the games. Let's start with the Braves, which was an absolute barn burner, a classic down in uh, Atlanta. And here's what I take out of the game. This is so much different than last year. I think the Braves rescued their season. And I think they're going to now beat the Phillies, probably take five games. I can't expect them to win two in Philadelphia, but I think now the Braves uh, will be in uh, good shape here the rest of the way. The Phillies are going to come no closer to winning this series than they did yesterday. They got a 4 nothing lead. The Braves haven't gotten a hit yet. They haven't scored a run in a game and a half. It's the bottom of the sixth inning. The Phillies give them a run on a terrible defensive play by Turner, who's not a great defensive shortstop to begin with. He made two errors in the game. Uh, gave them a run there, but still, Phillies in good shape. 4-1, bottom seven. One out and one on, and the no hits are home run. Uh, that, and then, of course, we know what occurred in the next inning with the home run by Riley. That came with two out and then the play at the end. And we're making too big a deal about Harper. All that did was save the Braves and out because at the very worst uh, at the, uh, for Atlanta, it would have been two outs man on first and Iglesias is going to get that last out to end the game. Uh, so the, I, I, I though it's a bad play and he can't go past second base on it. I'm, we all know it. Poor base running. Uh, I'm not going to kill Harper for it. Only because I, it's not like it cost in the game. That game was cost uh, by the uh, by the Phillies in that seventh inning 
when Dano hit the two-run homer. Once Dano hit the two-run homer, I thought the Braves had a hell of a chance to win the game. I don't trust Kimbrough, number one. Uh, you know, they're pitching guys like Jeff Hoffman, who nobody's ever heard of before this year. So from that, he's a journeyman reliever. He's had a great year, but he's a journeyman reliever. So I didn't have, uh, I, I thought once Dano hit the home run, the Braves are going to figure something out. Uh, Throwing the idea, of course, that, um, you know, uh, and I don't want to kill Thompson either. The day on Saturday, I didn't like what Thompson did. He got away with it. He took Suarez out after the uh, one out in the fourth inning to go guy after guy after guy in that bullpen, and he got away with it. He won the game, so good for him. Now, I, I, if I'm going to kill him for that on Saturday, and I'll be wrong because he won the game, I can't get out him for leaving Wheeler in the game into the seventh inning yesterday. He gave up the run in the sixth inning on the walk and the hit by Albies and the error, uh, and he let him come out for the seventh inning, and I don't have a major problem with that, and then Deneau hit the home run. He threw the one bad pitch, and Deneau hits the two-run homer after the Olsen base hit. I, I don't have a problem with leaving him in the game in that spot. I would have done the same thing. He's your best pitcher. Uh, he's had a great year. Uh, he's, he's a good postseason pitcher. I, I cannot go crazy uh, from that standpoint. Um, but uh, the overall big picture of it, last year the Phillies, they won game one after they had swept St. Louis. They lost game two. They were shut out, Ian Wright, uh, or Kyle Wright, uh, and they were shut out. Uh, and then from that standpoint, you know, the Braves won the game and then they got ambushed in Philadelphia. The Braves were dead. That series was over. They were eight, nine outs away from saying goodnight to a wonderful 104-win regular season and flaming out against the Phils for the second year in a row. And they got off the deck. And they got off the deck with the way they usually get off the deck with home runs. This is a team that clobbers the ball. They hit over 300 home runs for the year, which I believe was second all-time to Minnesota. A couple of home runs shy of the Twins. I mean, they hit over 300 home runs in 162 games. And this team does nothing but hit hit the ball out of the ballpark, and they rescued themselves against the Phillies' best pitcher with the long ball in the late innings down a game in a best-of-five series. That is going to give them a jolt, and nothing in Philadelphia tomorrow and Thursday is going to change that to, you know, sort of intimidate the Braves. The Braves got out of yesterday. Once they got out of yesterday, they're not going to be scared of, well, look, boy, we'll never win a game in Philly. This crowd, this arena, they play well here. The Braves are dead. They faced the abyss. So from that standpoint, I think the Braves will figure out a way to win a game, and I think we're going to be looking at Saturday night in Atlanta in an absolute classic fifth game. So, uh, listen, I respect the Phillies. How could you not? They're a bunch of gamers. They're tough, but I, I love the Braves to get out of this series now in five games. Now, you never know in a fifth game, Freed and Wheeler, you never know. Freed will pitch better. That will be a tremendous fifth game. And I think it's going five on Saturday. That's, that's, the, that's the number one. The Dodgers situation, listen, um, their pitching is all fouled up. We all know that. Urias, when he got suspended, killed him. Uh, Bueller hasn't pitched, obviously, with the Tommy John. Their starting pitching has got them in big trouble. Altman had a horrific at-bat in the sixth inning. Betts and Freeman on that hitting. They are a top-heavy lineup. When they get a little deeper in their lineup with guys like Rojas, and if they have to play Wong uh, and throw in Perez, uh, Walter, you know, Jason Hayward. Uh, when they have to go that deep in that lineup, they're in trouble. Outman, they're in major trouble. They're very good with Freeman and Betts. And obviously, uh, you know, Martinez can hit and Will Smith and Muncie. Once they get past that, 
That's a very average bottom of the lineup. That's just not that good. And yesterday, they had some chances with that bottom of the lineup. They didn't respond. Outman's strikeout in the sixth inning with the bases loaded was brutal. And Freeman had a terrible game. He struck out in the fifth with guys on and hit into a double play in the eighth. He had an out or seven, whatever inning it was. He had a terrible, terrible game. Uh, and that, that was a major factor, too. Uh, but I don't rule the Dodgers out. I think the Dodgers can bounce back and make this effective. I think they can win three games in a row. They get a break that tomorrow's pitcher for Arizona is a kid who got bombed in Milwaukee who's not very good. Now, they're pitching Lance Lynn, and he's no, you know, and the Diamondbacks have a huge chip on their shoulder, and Lynn stinks. Gives up a ton of home runs. He's had a bad career in the postseason. But I think if the Dodgers ever get one, Kershaw game four, he's bound to be better. And then game five, uh, you take your chances. I don't think that series is over either. I actually don't think any of the series are over. Any of them. And we'll get to the American League in a second before the games. But I think the Dodgers, now, you got to play from ahead, but that will not be an anti-Dodger crowd tomorrow night. It's already sold out in Phoenix because there'll be a lot of Dodger fans in that ballpark, which will make them comfortable too. Now, I don't like, I don't like their pitching. Don't get me wrong. I don't like their pitching. The moment was way too big for Bobby Miller yesterday, but I think they could bounce back. There are three teams that have been 0-2 down in the best of five and who got back and won a series. Now, that's not a lot of them when you consider all the, I think it's 9%. So the, it's 9.2%. The Giants did it against Cincinnati, and they did it the hard way because of uh, because of wild card structures and everything else. They had to win all three games in Cincinnati. The Yankees did it against Oakland in 0-1, but they came back for game five. That's the Jeter play when in game three one nothing, and of course the the uh, Blue Jays did it. One that you forget about against Texas. That was about eight nine years ago when the uh, Indians then beat Toronto and won the American League championship before they lost to the Cubs in sixteen. So it's been done three times, and I think the Dodgers have a chance to do it, and I think the Orioles are going to do it too. I got a funny feeling the Orioles are going to do this. Um, well, I should let me change that. I think because I respect Pochi. I think the Orioles are going to get this series back to Baltimore. They could lose Game Five, but I got a funny feeling they're going to get this back to Baltimore. They're pitching Dean Kramer tonight uh, against Evaldi, and that's a tricky game. But Texas is a flighty team. They're very streaky. I mean, four straight in Toronto end of the year, lost the next three in Cleveland. Uh, you know, they were they played great. They had a great stretch. Milwaukee walks into Texas and sweeps them. Uh, they lose 20 of 30, then they win seven in a row. At the end of the year, they they turn around, they beat Seattle, they beat uh, they win six straight, seven of eight, and then they finish here in Seattle and they blow the division. Uh, this is a very streaky team. They don't have a good bullpen. The Orioles have not been swept in about a year and a half. I think the Orioles, you know, the Orioles have not been swept in a three or four game series in like 88 consecutive series, like an all-time record. So I think the Orioles are going to win the night, and then if they win the night, who knows down the road, and I don't trust that Texas bullpen. I think eventually that Texas bullpen is going to bite them in the rear end. That's number one. And then, of course, the second scenario with this is Minnesota and Houston. I think you got a chance for a lot of five-game series. I really do. I think Braves Phillies are going to five games. I think the Dodgers can still make it interesting and win a couple games in Arizona. I think Baltimore, I just mentioned. And I think Minnesota and Houston's got a good chance to go five games as well. Uh, I think that Minnesota's very good in their ballpark. They got Correa. Houston, of course. Now, listen, that's they're a tough team with Dusty. Uh, they win road games. They just won the last week of the year on the road to win the division. Houston, uh, and nobody's going to, you should never doubt the Astros. That's the heart of a champion. They won game five, game four and game five last year in Philadelphia, down two games to one to set themselves up for a game six to win a world's championship. Never, ever, ever 
sell that franchise short and don't sell that manager short. So even if the Astros lost in a half hour, they play at 4.07. Even if they lost in a half hour, uh, I, I think they very well could come back and win game four to force a game five. I don't necessarily believe that they're going to guarantee to win game five because Lopez is pitching that game for them in game five. And I don't guarantee that they will win game five uh, down in um, uh, myself in, down in Houston. I could see Houston winning that fifth game. So keep that in mind when you're discussing this. But I think Minnesota-Houston are going to split the next two. I think Philly and Atlanta are going to split the next two. I think you're going to be in a scenario where the Dodgers and Orioles definitely could be one of those teams to make it number four to come from 2-0 down to win a best-of-five series. I really do. It wouldn't shock me. It also wouldn't shock me if either one of the teams that lost two in a row at home, Rangers or Diamondbacks, won a game five in, uh, the other, uh, on the road. I mean, Texas wins a lot of games on the road, and the Diamondbacks just drilled the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Plus, they, they're going to have Gallon going in Game 5, which is a major plus. You know, you're going to have to... And Zach Gallon's a pretty good pitcher. He's, a, he's, won, he's won 30 games the last two years. He's a pretty good pitcher, and they have a pitching advantage. It's hard to believe that the Dodgers... Uh, a franchise of Colfax and Drysdale and Osteen and Johnny Padres and, you know, Carl Erskine, and, you know, and Fernando and Andy Messersmith and Don Sutton and Jerry Royce and Her Kershaw and Hershiser and, you know, all these great pitchers. It's hard to believe the Dodgers pitching staff is this bad. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.